Jacob, on this day in 1925, the legendary Yogi, Yogi Berra was born, the Hall of Fame baseball player who marked up 18 MLB All-Stars, 13 World Champion, World Series championships with the Yankees, the Mets, a couple MVPs and whatnot, Jacob. As a Yankees fan, man, you got to love Yogi Berra, huh? I mean, absolutely. He's one of the all-time greats, but his greatness comes from his from his awesome uh, oral skills, his speaking skills are fantastic. I, uh, if if you ever having a bad day, just 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 look up yogiisms, and and every <laughs> everything will be better. A <laughs> uh, legend of baseball for sure. But Jay, I, I'm gonna just kind of ask you a question here about this because I see Yogi Berra, and we've kind of crapped on back in the day, and like how people, but when we had our Hall of Fame talk and stuff like that, Jay, would you rather? be a really good let's just i don't care if it's baseball or whatnot a really good baseball player getting the highest paid wing championships in like the 1950s and 40s or would you rather just be like an average player like in any sport today just kind of like because oh. i mean back then like you're you're absolutely amazing but clearly the game has changed or you could be on an average team you know making whatever whatever and win a couple championships we'll say or like win a, win a championship but like never mvp or like look as as a legend like i i'm gonna go with being a legend in the 40s and 50s because like you know like you're gonna be remembered like you know like people remember bob Cousy. you know that's been a big thing between mad dog and jj reddick lately is is, is bob Cousy. But people remember bob Cousy, you know and bill russell and 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 george mikan and those guys I'm not not Bill Russell, but like Kusi and Mike and probably sucked by like today's standards. Like, so I mean, like it basically like like would you rather be them or would you rather be like Danny Green? Like, yeah, and, no one's gonna remember sense. Danny Green, and Danny Green would have dropped eighty a game in the fifties. And so what I'm gonna say, I'm gonna take the nowadays because I'm always thinking about the money. And you know, I actually looked up Yogi Bear Bear Bear's salary. He got paid fifty eight thousand dollars, which. What I translated to like inflation stuff would be um, half a mil to, in today's world. Yeah, I mean, which, today's but, players are which, paid significantly more than they used to. Like, ev- like even when adjusting for inflation, they're paid significantly more than they than they than they used to. Even like eighties and nineties. So basically, I'm gonna take the old. The, I'm gonna take the average player winning a couple championships or so and getting paid like five million dollars to do it because I just always think about the money. As long as I'm winning a couple championships, part of the team, I might be part of a legendary like the Bucks or something. Then be like, oh yeah, I was part of that team. They're they're gonna remember Giannis, but be like, ah oh, yeah, I was on that team right there. <clears throat> but had to ask you that question because that's always kind of kind of uh, been in my mind before. And with Yogi Be- Yogi Bear, I was like, ah, oh, it's gotta be a good question to ask here. But <clears throat> but welcome boys and girls to the Long Brother Podcast. Where today we have we're kind of gonna be all over the board with the NFL and college football, NBA, and MLB, kind of all over the board today. But to start our podcast, actually, is that we start with college football, with the ACC is discussing to go to a 3-5-5 scheduling and ending the divisions. So there'll be no more divisions. Um, what would basically come of that would be almost like just the Big 12, where top two teams will play each other in the na- in the conference championship. 3 let three three five. it is. So they have three permanent teams they play all year round. And then the then five teams will change every year. So they'll play a certain five teams like this year, and the next year they play a completely different five teams. So that's kind of how the the format goes for that, which is definitely kind of interesting way of 
way of doing it. Honestly, when I looked up the 335 today, I was like, I, I read it as like 335 or 355. I was like, this makes absolutely no sense to me. So I'd look it up, and that's what it is. And Jacob, I mean, what do you think about about this? I'm assuming you love the idea because I mean, we've talked about the Big Ten needs to get rid of their divisions as well and just kind of move on from it and have the best two teams play each other. But I mean, what's your opinion about the ACC move, discussing to move this because it hasn't been fully, you know, gone through? We've talked about this ad nauseum, I think, um, and it's it would be such a good idea. Divisions are such a played out thing in 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 college football right now. They just don't they just don't particularly make any sense. Like, I mean, like they they do like especially like in the like the like in the Big Ten kind of you know where the, they got spread out and it's kind of easier to keep them you know keep you playing the same five teams and then sending you to the other division to play a few every year just to keep the you know you know maybe the travel down. But like just in terms of competition, which is what I think these conferences need to be worried about. It's 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 better just to get rid of it's better to get rid of the divisions you know make everyone play everyone especially I mean especially in the Big Ten where uh, I don't remember what the division the the, the division is called but um, the division with the with, with Michigan and Ohio State and Michigan State and Penn State is consistently I mean not consistently every single year since they've introduced those two divisions they have they've won the Big Ten that was like eight years ago. Like, just for the sake of, I mean, like, competition, like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, this year, would, would have everyone not have much rather see Michigan and Ohio State play again the next week? That would have been awesome. Oh, for sure. I mean, but, well, no one would care about the, any other conference championships. They would be like, Ohio State and Michigan playing each other again. Again. I mean, it's, it's what the people want. It's what I want. I mean, i love to see ACC Grand the last couple years of Grand Minus last year. Clemson clearly wasn't in it. Um. But the point being is that, like, ACC with Clemson these past couple of years, I feel people probably be like, ah, whatever. Because, you know, I'm sure Clemson next year is going to come back and they're going to just lead it. But I, it's so, I feel it's so much better when you have just the two top teams playing each other. And like you said, in Big Ten, for example, I feel like most years you'd have Penn State, Ohio State playing each other, Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. I mean, every now and then, of course, you have Wisconsin that would be up there and these other teams. But. I mean, it just makes so much more sense to do this, in my opinion. And honestly, I think I can't even say all conference because, man, how big is the SEC? Because I mean, I'd like to. I mean, SEC is probably the only conference I feel like that that maybe works best for is to have the divisions. Because is there not like quite a bit of teams in the SEC? I mean, and the other thing with the SEC is there's parity, right? Like, granted, I mean, it's Alabama and Georgia like every year, but it's not like one side just completely dominates. Yeah, the SEC probably has like fourteen teams, but I mean the Big Ten has twelve now. Yeah, SEC has fourteen, but and to a sense, because like I said, I mean, it's you always have Georgia, Alabama. You have those other years where Auburn, but like I mean, Alabama, Auburn, LSU, Texas A&M. I mean, Texas A&M is coming up now too. That like, I honestly think it'd be just a good idea to get rid of divisions for. All conferences. Let the best two teams play each other. And I think SEC, you, you, more than likely than not, you tend to get that with Georgia on the other side and Alabama. And those years that Florida was good, you had Florida on the other side. I mean, it just makes more sense. I'm glad to see this because, I mean, I just think it's ridiculous that, I mean, especially now with how the playoffs are formed and stuff like that. I mean, if you don't play good competition and you're not – like, conference championship, you play – a crappy team in the conference championship yeah you want a conference championship but team 
people might look at that as like, oh, they didn't really play that good of a team. So we might put this this other conference championship who played a top ten opponent compared to let's say like Ohio State a couple of years, you know, when they played like Northwestern and those teams. I mean, I know Ohio State made it anyways, but you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's better for these conferences. And most time these conference championships, we do see two top twenty five teams play each other, but sometimes we see a two versus a twenty five or I think you get rid of that. You'll see more if you play the top two teams, you know, from each conference. You'll get every single year. You'll get a two versus ten, a three versus a seven, or something like that. You know, I just think it makes more sense to do that. Yeah, just from a competitive standpoint, because you know, like we talked about, uh, like this year, Michigan and Ohio State would have been, you know, like number two versus number six or something. But instead, we got to watch Michigan beat Iowa by 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 thirty. You know, it's like I mean, it it makes it significantly more competitive. Except, like especially in the Big Ten, because like I said, I mean, in the SEC, the matchup is always going to be top ten because the SEC always has four teams in the top fifteen. I mean, you have that off year where like Florida gets in and they're like a number twenty, but like I mean, you're going to get a good matchup in the SEC title game, guaranteed. But since the, I mean, like I mean, like the SEC would be having the same problem if 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 Alabama, Georgia, and Auburn and like Ole Miss were all on the same side. Yeah. Like it would just consistently be, you know, Alabama playing like Florida. You know, or Texas A I don't know, Texas A and M is in the Big Twelve now. They're now. Yeah, but I it just in my head makes more sense. I'm glad to see it's like I I guess I don't know if, if that's the form of the Big Twelve goes with if that's if it's like three five five or I'm sure they do something similar or I guess I don't really don't know what the Big Twelve does, but <clears throat> I honestly, I think they don't. I think they have enough teams where I feel like almost everybody plays everybody throughout the whole year. I mean, maybe minus a couple teams, but oh, I I just love to see this. Um, maybe two. I guess I don't know those years. Clemson beat up on all those teams. If there was someone on their side of the conference that would have been a better matchup, I can't think off the off top of my head. If they would have played someone better, Clemson probably would have still absolutely destroyed whoever they played anyways those years, but. I, I just like to see this. I think it's a good change for the ACC if they decide to, which I hope they do, because it's not a for sure thing right now. Yeah, like I said we'll just we'll we'll have to see. Hopefully they do it. Like I said, just competitively, it makes it better. And and all it takes is for one one conference to do it, and and the rest will follow follow after they see how much more productive it is. Yeah, but let's say I think I mean talking about the ACC, kind of just moving on. We're gonna kind of sandwich this with some football, but we're so we're gonna go with. We're gonna move on to the NBA now, where which the playoffs going on. When we talked about six man of the year, but big thing right now that we're gonna talk about is um, the Joker winning back to back MVPs. Which honestly, I mean Joel Embiid is not happy about. I mean he thinks just because of the way he acts and stuff like that, people won't give him the MVP. Um, I mean Jacob, in your opinion, is was Joker the MVP or is this more of a, like? A, you know, or Embiid, because in my opinion, I, I I hate the MVP because it's just like, I think throughout the years, I don't think LeBron should have won the past couple years, but I think LeBron should have like eight MVPs. He should. You're saying the most valuable player, most valuable player, in my opinion, is LeBron. Honestly, if you say this year, the most valuable player, in my opinion, would be Giannis again. I mean, I think we're kind of changed where I feel like Giannis could win MVP year after year, the point we're at right now. But MVP thing has changed. I mean, maybe you have a different opinion on me, but, I mean, what do you think about, you know, Joker winning the MVP this year? I mean, I I think he would have had my vote, but I'm, I, 
I'm I'm a big Jokic guy. I super I super enjoy him. I think he's really fun to watch, and I think he's just a unicorn. He's just something else. I mean, like him. I mean, the league is kind of at a point now where like there are guards out there who are getting eight nine rebounds a game. Like you know Westbrook, um, uh, Dejounte Murray. You know, is, but like there there aren't centers in the top ten in 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 in, in assists. I mean, and, and I saw, you know, I saw Embiid say, you know, good for him. He deserved it. But like, what do I have to do at this point to win MVP? And I mean, the answer is, is average 28 points a game, 13 boards and eight assists. I mean, and, and single-handedly, you know, lead your team to like a five seed when there's no other talent around. Yeah, no, I mean, that's what it, it's, it seems to be. Oh, cause I, I mean, mean, he had a look- better year. I mean, I don't know what you want. I mean, like, I don't know what you want me, you know, like, I mean, and these are the stats right now. So Embiid averaged 30.6. Um, Jokic, um, 27.1. Rebounds, the Joker averaged 13.8. Embiid, 11.7. Then assist, um, Joker averaged 7.9. And then Embiid averaged 4.2. So, I mean, in, in a standpoint, if you say I score more points, like I'm a better player, whatever, whatever. But, like, stats-wise, I mean, it wasn't that behind on points. And, like I said, Joker just does everything. I mean, you don't see a guy like that who – dishes out assists and also averages 14 rebounds and then can put up 27, 28 points on average and then just go off for a game. Like you don't really see that. Like I said, a unicorn. I mean, it's just, it's interesting. I, I love that guy. I, I love his two brothers more. Honestly, the ones that just <laughs> tend to just threaten people all the time. And just like, Oh, you want to beat up or say talk crap? Like meet us in the parking lot. Like I, I love seeing stuff about his, his brothers. The Jokic more bros, see, like, the Jokic bros, and the uh, ah, who did uh, and the Morris brothers. That's gonna be like you know Hatfield and and, and McCoy's, which is gonna be like. A <laughs> yeah, no crap. Well, honestly, too, and uh, okay, I'm also looking here. Jokic shot um nine percent better from the field than he also Embiid. He was almost sixty percent. Yeah, fifty-eight point three, and um, he had more points yeah. a game this year on less shots than he took last year. I mean, it's just it's just crazy. I mean, then you can go look at blocks and steals, but they're basically the same and stuff like that. I mean, Jokic has played more games than Embiid, not much, but oh, it's just the thing is, if the Sixers lose tonight, the Nuggets, you know what, you know they're all like. Everyone's because like when Russell Westbrook won MVP, it's like, oh man, we're giving to someone who's on a bad team. Like, like I don't know what the media and what everybody looks at when they look for MVP. Because I just dislike is like I said, in my head, you say most valuable player, but maybe they maybe they do it like this because it makes sense. Because then they can just like give it to different people who've had a great season. Most, but I feel it's like to me the MVP is 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 the best season award. Like that's not what the name is, but like to me that's that's like that's what an MVP is. Is I mean it it pretty much comes down to who had the best season, you know? Oh, for sure. Well, and that, which that's my I'm, point. Which I'm fine with. I mean, I mean, like we can get into you know whether it not, that's what the name of the award implies, but like to me, like that's what the award means. Oh, I know that's definitely what it means, but I'm just saying, like, I'm not saying you're gonna change the name. That probably sounds stupid, contradicting here, but like. In my my opinion, it's like when you just say most valuable player, in my head you're thinking like, okay, who's the best valuable player in the league right now? I wouldn't think it's the Joker. I wouldn't think it's Embiid. My head would be Giannis. I think it's been Giannis for the past four years now. <clears throat> I mean, I understand, but I understand that's what they do. They say who's had the best season, and when you look at Giannis stats compared to them too. It's not as good. 
I mean, honestly, Giannis basically averaged the same thing that Embiid did, just literally about the exact same thing, but averaged more assists than him. From yeah, the one I'm looking at, yeah, like yeah, like Embiid, like Embiid wouldn't wouldn't even be my second place vote. Like I would have had, I, like I would have had Giannis at two. Yeah, because I mean, I didn't see the voting polls of who, how many people had first round. The thing is, when's the last time we've had a three-time MVP? Would have been like, did Jordan do that? I mean, I. I don't think Jordan never did. I think it would probably be like Kareem. See, it's, I mean, it's just one of those things that you know. Next year, like if you're if you're betting on this for next year for MVP, like I would, I would not bet on the Joker because there's no unless he just has a ludicrous, like absolute ludicrous season. Like I mean, like in order to continue winning MVP, you have to keep being better because there is fatigue in the voters. The voters don't want to vote for the same guy three years in a row. Like I said, what, like, like I said, I mean, like. LeBron, like in his four years with the Heat, probably should have won it every year. He won, oh. I think he won three with the Heat, though. I mean, like, I mean, like, I think he won, he won four in a five-year span, and he hasn't won any since. Like I said, I mean, I think people have got sick of voting for LeBron. Like I said, as sad as it is to say, like I said, and I don't agree with it. You know, I'm, I mean, like LeBron probably should have won eight MVPs. I mean, and Jordan probably should have won eight or nine too, and he only won like five. You know, I mean, like, it's one of those things where, you know, the, the voters don't want to continue to vote for the same guy year after year. So, I mean, I mean, I mean, and, and the same thing happened with, with Westbrook. You know, I mean, he had an identical season the year after he won MVP, and I don't think he got any votes. Yeah. And that's because averaging a triple-double was cool when you do it once. Then it's not really after that. Yeah, and, well, and Jacob, too, I kind of, I'm talking about MVP and stuff like this, like, in your opinion... Like, people, I've seen some tweets like just, just this year and, like, lately where people just, like, Giannis could be the next consideration for a GOAT. Like, I mean, he doesn't seem like to be slowing down. He's a very young player. I mean, do you for sure – I mean, could you see, like, 10 years from now we're, we're talking about Giannis being the dude? Like, was he better than LeBron or this and that? The completely different play styles. I mean, I mean, yeah, but LeBron, I mean, honestly, he's – at this point in his career, I mean, he – I mean, I mean, like compared LeBron at twenty seven, Giannis at twenty seven. Like LeBron hadn't any titles yet, and, Le- and Giannis is two MVPs. I mean, like, I definitely don't think it's out of the question to say Giannis can be the best player ever when he's done. And see, my thing is clearly LeBron hasn't slowed down athletically. I mean, not saying Gian- Giannis will either, but like, think about LeBron; he can shoot like a lot better than I. I mean, Giannis has definitely became a lot better shooter in these last couple years, and I think he's just going to get better, but. I think when he gets old, older to like LeBron's, yeah, LeBron's still very explosive, but it almost seems like LeBron's explosive only when he wants to be, or like you know, it's not like when he was younger and he's just constantly explosive all the time. So I think if if he not Embiid, if Giannis can like develop a better shooting game, because he's still a lot better shooter than he has for years now, but like. I don't know, I think we can look ten years from now and be like Giannis is Giannis. Is, I mean, he's going to be up there anyways. I mean, maybe we still think it's just LeBron and MJ just because how dominant they are. But Giannis is dominating right now. I just don't think we talk about it that much. Like when LeBron was younger, dominating, it was like LeBron, 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 and now it's Giannis. But I don't think we really talk about it much about Giannis dominating like he is. Yeah, I mean, of all the of all the guys like active right now, Giannis is probably the only only one I can see being able to surpass LeBron as you know the other guy for contention as best player ever. Like, eh, maybe Luca can. Like I said, I mean, Luca's only like 23. I mean, he has four years to catch up to Giannis, essentially, at this point. I mean, and I could definitely see Luca winning two MVPs in the next four or five years. Yeah, no, for sure. Honestly, next year, with the Joker, honestly, I feel like next year will be like a... I think it'll be like an Embiid or a Luca year, because like, I mean, like, the thing about the voters, you just, you don't... 
you tend to see that they don't like to like you said three years in a row and they'll give a year break or two break then they might pick someone again that they had they had that's just what it seems like honestly i could see a luca or Embiid next year like i said in my opinion if you're asking me about the award itself i'd say Giannis again but i mean he doesn't seem to be slowing down at all no, I, I mean, he's actually getting better. I mean, he's still one of the best defensive players in the league. Um, said his shooting is getting better. It's still not great, but his shooting is definitely getting better. And I'm like, I mean, and he he probably has five more years to figure out his jumper before his athleticism starts to starts to wane a little bit. You know? Oh yeah, for so, sure. I mean, like, he has, many he has years. plenty of time. I'm like, I mean, it, it it took LeBron that long. I mean, I mean, I mean, the the Spurs swept the Cavs in 2005. No, in 2007, because they just decided not to guard LeBron. He shot like 28% from the three-point line, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, like I said, I mean, like LeBron had a very similar thing where, I mean, the way to beat LeBron when he was on the Cavs, you know, before he, he really got into his prime was to just not, was to just not guard him, you know, you know, from deep. Not not guard him like the way you do to Ben Simmons, but like, or, or Russell Westbrook. But I mean, like that was the thing. I mean, it was like Sagoff. I mean, you know he's gonna blow by you if you try to play tight. So you're just gonna, you know, so you're just gonna wall up and let him shoot threes. If he makes threes, and then then he makes threes, yeah. right? But I mean, like I said it's it's just one of those things where, uh, um, like I said, he has plenty of time um, to develop, you know, a jumper. Like I said, and he doesn't. Like I said I mean he'll. I think he'll be an athletic freak until he's 35 or 36. So, I mean, like, he just needs to be able to shoot it, like, a little bit, and he'll be fine. Like I said, so long as he doesn't lose his athleticism. Like I said, and, I mean, he will at some point when, especially with, you know, how good training is these days and nutrition. Like, you know, I mean, like, people are seeing what Brady and LeBron are doing. They're like, gee, if I take care of myself, I'll, like, I can stay in my prime until I'm 35 or 36. You know, and LeBron oh, yeah. could have led the could have led the league in scoring if he just played like two or three more games this year. Not as efficient as he has been. I mean, another set. I mean, like if you look at PER, I mean, like Jokic led the league at PER. Like Jokic, Giannis, and Embiid were by far the three best guys in PER, and then LeBron was like five points behind him. So I mean, I mean, and I mean, as I said, and, and Jokic played seven, you know, six, seven more games than Giannis and Embiid did. So I mean, I think, I, I mean, like I think you have to factor that in. Like if you're playing sixty-five games, I mean. Giannis and Embiid played 67 or 68, which is like, like, I think that's enough games. But like, I think the fact that Jokic is out there for 74 games, you know, is, is important. Cause I mean, guys just don't play that many games anymore. Like I'm looking at all these guys and like, not very many of them are playing over 75 games. Even guys like Trey Young, he played, he played 76 games. Jimmy Butler played 57 games, you know, like these guys aren't playing as many games as they used to. Yeah, no. I mean, that, that's for sure. I just, I mean, he'll take care of himself. He'll be able to just do what he does now or he just puts his head down and just trucks through everybody, goes to the lane. For a long time, he'll be able to develop the shot here. But, I mean, I mean like I said, just speaking of the Bucks, Giannis and Bede, I mean, we can kind of talk about the playoffs here for a little bit, I suppose. And, I mean, big thing, we have a lot of good, good series. They're all playing in game sixes right now. And, like I said, the, the Heat and... The Sixers are playing right now, actually. Suns Mavericks play tonight. And we have the Celtics, Bucks. I mean, Warriors, Grizzlies. I mean, they're all game six right now. I mean, we've had great series and stuff like that. Uh, any surprises right now? Um, I mean, I'm going to say I'm shocked that the, uh, um, that the Grizzlies have taken Warriors to six games. And they've won pretty – I mean, and, and they've actually played quite well. I mean, they were, they were leading – game game five 
like 41 to 38 at halftime. Like the Warriors are the Warriors are actually playing quite poorly right now. Like which it's, it's it, I mean it's a bit of a shocker after how easily they took care of the Nuggets. I mean I said after the last series, I I don't care who wins between the Grizzlies and the the Timberwolves. I said there's and I, I said whoever wins that is getting swept at at best. They're making it five games. So I mean that's definitely surprised to me. I didn't really foresee that happening. But like I said the Grizzlies are playing well even without Jaw. They my I mean they could, they easily could have won my fifty last night without um, without Jaw on the floor. And uh, so and the Warriors have just kind of been playing poorly. So I mean I mean this this could definitely go to seven. I mean that's. That's really the, the only surprise. I'm not really that surprised that the Heat and the 76ers are competitive. I, I'm, I'm slightly surprised at how much the Suns have struggled with the Mavs, but, I mean, Luka... I mean, like, playoff is a real thing. I mean, the dude is a horse. I mean, you just can't stop him. So, I mean, that's that's tough. But, like I said, I mean, other than that, I thought the I thought the Celtics were going to win this series, but, I mean, I can't have a hard time seeing them win it now. It's going to be tough to beat the Bucks in the in these next two games, so we'll see what happens. But, I mean, like I said, it's well, been a great the, series. Freaking, well, if the freaking Celtics could just rebound, you know, they probably wouldn't have to worry about the freaking Bucks. They missed – Giannis miss, misses a free throw when they're up one and bounces off three Celtics players' hands and then into Bobby Portis' hands and puts up a layup and screws us over that game. Honestly, a lot of things – Kind of surprised me. The Warriors have, um, I think they'll handle it. I mean, with Job, I mean, like I told you before the podcast, I mean, Job was out for a handful this season this year, and the Memphis Grizzlies went on a winning streak, or I don't not winning streak, but they won so many games out of 20 games or however many games. Like they, Memphis was rocking when he was out. So I mean, they're a good team without him. Um, I think the Warriors will get their crap together. I think they'll figure it out. Um, Heat Sixers, I thought, not surprising. I think the Heat will win tonight. I think they're winning right now. If they don't, I mean, I, I foresee the Heat winning. I just hate the Sixers so much, too. Dude, like, not a fan of Um, And then Celtics. I mean, last podcast, I was screaming in the mic, like, Celtics in five, Celtics in six. I'm, I'm, I'm still got, I still got confidence in them. I think they're going to take the next game, and they'll go to game seven. And I still have confidence in my Celtics. I think they're still going to take it. I mean, Giannis is just a different dude. I mean, you got to. Actually, try to contain him as, as much as you can. You're not going to contain that dude, but contain him as much as you can. And Suns Mavericks, I'm not. I'm not really surprised, honestly. I mean, Luca's as a dude. The Suns. Chris Paul went on a big run there. He had some great playoff games. He's kind of gone slowed down since those first couple of games or whatnot. But I don't know. It's been a very good second round of playoffs. I'm looking forward to see who's gonna. He's next. I mean, by the time our next podcast, we'll have the conference um, championship matchup. So, be interesting to see who it is. I'm, I'm hoping it's Heat Celtics and Suns Warriors. Honestly, I think those would be two two good series. Or even Heat Bucks. I mean, the Bucks win that would be a great series too. Honestly, I just want to see Heat Celtics because I like both those teams. So everyone from that side and honestly, it's not really besides the Eastern Conference, not a team I hate right now because I just dislike the Sixers and then the Bucks have been like the Celtics kryptonite the last like four years. So. Grand, I mean, the, I'm, I'm personally rooting for the Suns because I just want Chris Paul to win one. Like I said, I mean, oh, like, at, like I said, like at this point, I don't really have any. I don't really have any gripes with the Sixers, and I, I'm not a fan of Embiid, but I'm not like a disliker of Embiid. I'm pretty neutral towards Embiid. I think. Um, I said like I, I like I said I'm not a fan. I don't dislike him. Just like I said I don't. I mean, and I, I, I like the Heat too. Um, so I mean, I think if I had to cheer for two teams, it'd be for the Suns to play the Heat, which is what I'm projecting at the moment. Um, 
But yeah, go ahead. You're saying something. Oh no, I was just saying. I just kind of kind of look forward to it. And I said the Heat, Celtics. I'm still rolling with the Celtics. I'm gonna say, I'm I'm I'm, I'm still predicting Celtics. Celtics are gonna be in the in the in the in the championship. I'm not saying they're gonna win. I'm still rolling with my team. I gotta roll with my team. I mean, as long as Tatum. I mean, Tatum's been playing good or whatnot. So. Just as long as I'm just kind of curious what the Celtics if they lose this series. I mean, they've had such a good team these last couple of years and haven't had nothing, not even like a conference like conference championship or like anything to show for it. And I'm kind of curious if they'll start making moves. I mean, there was talk about getting rid of Jalen Brown and stuff like that. And I mean, hopefully they maybe get some pickups in the off season or something. But I feel like the Celtics lose this series. They're they're gonna start making moves this off season if if it's moving. Jalen, there's Tatum's definitely staying, but if they move Brown or. I mean, who knows what they do? I mean, Al Horford freaking saved us in game. It was a game four when he went off for thirty points, and I don't know. I'm just looking, looking forward, looking forward to these playoffs, seeing how it kind of happens, and we'll see what happens uh, next week when we talk and who's who's all in the conference championships. You know? Yeah, you know, I wouldn't even be remotely upset if we got the Mavericks versus the Grizzlies, just because why not? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, like I said, I I'm gonna. I either want I either want the Suns and the Warriors or the Grizzlies and the and the Mavs, but that's kind of what I'm said. I'm I'm still I'm still rolling with my Suns Suns overheat um, 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 prediction. So we'll just have to wait and see when one of those guys loses before I have to bail out of that. Yeah, and I have nothing else to say. Hopefully, like I said, I'm sure we'll get some good playoff games here and some players that will go off, kind of like random players like Al Horford, but. Um, Jay, we're going to move to the NFL, but I'm actually going to let you take over because you know more about the the topic we're going to talk here about, and you can kind of just discuss it and bring it up or whatnot. Absolutely. So I want to talk about, because I think this is hilarious, former Jaguars kicker Josh Lambeau is officially suing the Jaguars over the way Urban Meyer treated him at practice. Now, you may be wondering, well, what did Urban Meyer do? You can go back and read about some of the stuff, but the big one is, I mean, apparently, I mean, he would just berate him, tell him he sucked, and apparently he even kicked him <laughs> at one point. And <laughs> he said, I mean, they end up cutting him, I think, at some point. I mean, and it kind of sounds like it, it got really ugly there, but I'm just going to find some uh, some little snippets of, um, of this article, and it, it's just hilarious. Yeah, so he's suing him for violating the Private Sector Whistleblower Act, and that he's claiming that Urban Meyer's actions violated his civil, criminal, and employment rights by <laughs> concerning assault, battery, and workplace violence. This is this is this is an NFL head coach. <laughs> he's... Oh man! Hey, is... I love my man Urban Meyer. I know he's a I love watching him fail, but but love that man fail. He's failed once, and that was the NFL. The other, the other years in college football, he dominated. Granted, with his other, not minus his scandals and all that stuff that happened, but yeah, it's kind of interesting. It's, it's, I mean, a lot of stuff has come out about some of these coaches treating their players badly, and I think just more people are speaking up about it. I mean, clearly, Urban Meyer was, no one liked him there. I, it's just, so, but the thing is, like, so he's suing the Jags, right? He's not suing like Urban Meyer. Yeah, no, he's suing the Jaguars, not Urban Meyer, because he's saying he's basically saying that, hey, the hey, the Jaguars, you guys knew that Urban Meyer was treating me like shit, and you guys didn't do anything about it, basically. Like, uh, I see. um, like I said, like it's it's what it's, it's I mean, said I mean he he alleged that Meyer's actions 
impact is his ability to sleep, practice, and perform. Like that is, except I mean, I mean, like there's probably plenty of verbally abusive coaches out there in the NFL. I, I mean, honestly, most of them probably are. Like I think it's part of just being um, a professional head coach. But like, I think Lambo is saying that like he took it even further than like is typical, you know. Like I said, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, like I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think back, to like when when this first came out, and like he was, was way back. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, and I, I'm trying to remember some of the things that he claimed he said. Like he would say, like he would call him, like, oh, he would call him like dipshit. He'd be like, hey, dipshit, why don't you make some field goals? And he'd like threaten to like, he said, and he'd just like kick him. Like it, like yeah. it, it's such a weird. Like I said, I mean, I mean, I'm like, I don't know if that's standard, but I mean, like. Yeah, like, I don't like know. Said, like this whole this whole situation has just been like hilarious to me. No, like right now, the Jaguars are what the Texans were like when they're getting rid of like JJ or TJ, like the whole Deshaun Watson, like everyone, and when they traded, uh, um, oh, I can't think of his name right now to the Cardinals. Um, wide receiver Jacob. Why can't I think of his name? Hop- Hopkins. Yeah, DeAndre. That was when it all started so, to fall apart. Like. I know the Jaguars were already bad, so it's not like it's – but, like, it's almost like – I just imagine it right now, like, because when that was happening, everyone's like, man, the Texans is just a messed up organization. Like, right now, it's like, man, the Jags are a real messed up organization right now. I don't think as bad as you think the Texans, but it just, it's just funny. The, te- the Jaguars have just kind of been all sorts of messed up these past couple – especially after ha- hiring Urban. Like, it's just kind of been interesting to see their whole organization there and how it's – things and stories that have came up about them these past couple years. Okay. Further down this article, here's, here's, here's a specific interaction that Josh, Josh Lambeau is talking about. He said, um, at one point in practice, Urban Meyer kicked him in the leg while he was stretching language warning here, folks. I'm going to swear because I don't like, uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bleep this stuff out. Lambeau after kicking him told, uh, or Meyer after kicking Lambeau said, Hey, dipshit, make your fucking kicks. And then kicked him in the leg. Lambo then followed by saying, don't you ever fucking kick me again. Lambo then said, I'm the head coach. I'll kick you whenever the fuck I want. <laughs> and then apparently like, the next day, Urban Meyer said, if you ever talk to me like that again, you're done. You're the first player. You're the first player I've ever let speak to me like that. And if you do it again, you're done. <laughs> Which is, yeah, because, like, because your 20-year-old kid, if you kick him and say, make your fucking kicks, isn't going to say anything. This is a grown yeah. man with kids. You know, in a family. Yeah, no. Well, the thing is, too, we say kick. I want to know how, like, I, I highly doubt Urban, like, full-up winded kicked him. Like, I'm sure. I mean, like, it was, I'm, honestly, I'm, it was I'm probably, sure, like, I'm a little sure. love tap. But, like, I think it was just the fact that, like, it, you know, that, like, he did that. Lamb was like, why would you do that? You know? Well, I'm sure, I'm sure it was a little harder than a love tap. It was kind of, like, a little harder. But, like, I don't know. It's just, yeah, like I said, he's, not, he's dealing with grown men, not college kids who basically college kids will just, like, listen to what he says and, like. Because, like I said, they don't have not a grown man, don't have kids, don't have, like a wife and all that. Like, they're just gonna listen to to their coach, unlike these professional players. Oh, it's just all sorts of messed up. It's kind of a funny story, honestly. It is. I mean, and and the Lambo is the most accurate kicker in Jaguars history, and they cut him last year after starting the season twenty-one for twenty-four, which isn't like great, but like there's there's worse kickers who have kept their job after starting the season twenty-one for twenty-four. And considering he was, oh, yeah. like I said, I'm, I'm, I mean, like the most accurate kicker in Jags history, and like it kind of, like I said, I mean, like he's, 
He's not saying this, but I mean, it, he's kind of alleging that like he got kicked, you know, he got cut because Urban Meyer didn't like the way that basically that he stood up for himself. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I mean, like I said, I mean, listen, maybe he's lying about everything and, he, and, 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 and he's just and he's just salty. He got cut over maybe like a couple weeks of bad performance. But I mean, like, I kind of feel like he's not lying. Maybe maybe this isn't the whole truth, you know, kind of a thing. So, I mean, we'll never really know, but was I will be I will be following this lawsuit very closely because I don't like Urban Meyer and I think this is hilarious. Yeah, no, it's definitely a, definitely a funny story that is occurring. You know, I'm sure more stuff will come out about it too. But I say I think we should move on to our after I have a funny story after that kind of a funny topic of going on to our MLB, which last topic, which which basically we're talking about how Reed. Um, I don't even know how to say it. Detmers, Detmers. I've always Whatever. said Detmers. Reed Detmers throws the first no hitter of the year this year, off of only two strikeouts, which I feel like you don't see. You do not see no hitters um thrown with only two strikeouts. I mean, you'll see like oh seven, eight, or you know six or something like that. But he didn't strike out three people for like one inning total. Like it's just. It's kind of funny that he did, and also you know what happened during that game with all the the bombs that were hit from Trout and all these players because like I can't who are they playing again? Uh, the Rays. The Rays, yeah. They only threw uh, just a provision, position player out there to throw the ball and freaking uh, Trout just I mean Trout, Trout yeah. made a Trout made like and like a conceded effort to hit that ball as far as he possibly could. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, like you can see in the video. I mean, he swung. I think harder than he's probably ever swung in his career, and just hit it. Just, it just hit a tank. Yeah. Like, no, just but... rubbing it in on on top of. I mean, through eight, it through you know through eight innings, they had had no hits, and then Trout goes up, and, you know, and and then Rendon walks up like two batters later, and decides and and decides you know he's gonna he's he's gonna play a joke and just hit lefty you know for craps and laughs, and then just hits a nuke. So like, just like I said, just rubbing salt in the wound. I mean, like I said I mean it's it's one of those things where they just couldn't hit the ball. You know, like it happens. I mean, and I looked into it when I saw it, and there's been three no hitters in history where the pitcher didn't strike out a single player. The last one happened in like the 50s though, and since then there was one no hitter with one strikeout, and there's been like three or four with two. I think the last one the last one was in like 2010. Well, I mean, it's my point. You just don't Except see it's it. Not, just... It doesn't happen where, like you said, I mean, when the ball gets put into play 25 times, like you're bound to get at least one or two hits. Like said, yeah, not, I mean, like, like, like that's just bad luck. Like when a guy goes out there and strikes out 15 guys, you're like, okay, he was on. Yeah, no, exactly. That's just my point. It's just, it's interesting. And it's a first, I don't know if there was a combined, but it's the first no hitter of the year on like, Last year, and that'll be when there was just no hitter. After, it seemed like every other day from the start of the season, when there was just another no hitter. And this year's the first one from. I know you talked about before the show that this was only the the second um, complete game pitched this year in the MLB. Second too. shutout. There's been three complete oh, shutout. games. Yeah, second shutout, three complete games. Which, but I mean, that's the MLB's turning a lot to the bullpen. You don't see even you don't see a lot of starting pitchers even pitch past six innings. A lot of pitchers pitch four or five, and then they're done. Honestly, I mean, I, I mean, like. 
like for most managers, if your starter can get you through five innings, only give up two runs, like that's a successful outing. Then you pull him, go to the bullpen. As, I no, mean, exactly. and, and especially this season, just because of the shortened spring training, like the starters haven't been throwing as much, so they're not quite as ready. Like I kind of get that this year. Like I think normally they're, they're like there's normally a few more complete games, but just because, because I mean the pitchers haven't had as long, you know, you know, to get their arms ready for the season. Makes sense, which is why they pulled Kershaw after going seven innings perfect against the Twins. It's like, yeah. I mean, I, I still personally think that is like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But I mean, and Kershaw was a great sport. He's like, hey, you know, I'm not going to complain. Like, you know, we're all just, you know, we're all trying to stay healthy for the season. I don't think it was a bad idea. I'm, you know, I'm, I have, I think, I think he actually said that it was a good decision, which I have a hard time believing that he actually thinks that, but if I got pulled after seven innings of a perfect game, I'd be pissed. Yeah, no, honestly. I'd be mad. <laughs> honestly, Jake, do you know that um, this um, Reed Detmers, he's actually younger than both of us? Yeah, I mean, he's, this, a, he's this, the this, Angels' this was top a, prospect. This was his 11th career start. I was going to say, I'm, career. I'm only like eight days older than this guy, but I just it's weird getting to that age now where it's just like, oh, all these young guys are – really good and like rookie of the year like all stars and it's just like oh crap i'm like older than even when i watch like college basketball and stuff like i imagine that like i'm not older than i still imagine that like i'm looking up at them like they're older than me but i'm older than all of them it's just weird now yeah it's it's weird when you get to i mean like it was it was my it was my sophomore year of of high, I mean, of 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 college when you know, like when when all the one and dones for my freshman year were playing in the NBA, and I was like, gee, look at like look at Lonzo out there. He's the same age. He's making five mil a year playing for the Lakers, second overall draft pick, and I'm sitting in my dorm room studying for an economics test. Yeah, like, how lame is that? Weird. Yeah, no crap. <laughs> or like, I mean, I pointed out to to Grant like like a few months ago that I'm older than DK Metcalf. D- yeah, I DK DK Metcalf was born in December of '97. I was born in September of '97. Like, like the fact that like I I'm older than DK Metcalf. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. Like that's not right. Like that like defies physics. Yeah, no, it's 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 weird to think about. I'm like I'm pretty sure like I'm older than like Zion. Like when he was at Duke and stuff like that. I'm like, oh my gosh. I was like, is Zion even 21 yet? I about imagine he is. I mean, he's he's twenty one max. Let's let let's let's pull up the Google. Okay, he he's twenty one. He'll turn twenty two in July. So yeah, he's but he said he's twenty one. That dude that dude hasn't been old enough to drink for less than a year. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, uh, Jacob, I'm sure when you look at Zion, you don't think you're actually older than him. No, <laughs> but like I got him by three years. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know it's just weird. I mean. Just weird to see a no hitter by that. It's weird to see that this guy is younger than me who just threw a no hitter. Um, I don't know. It's just it's just kind of kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, I'm definitely kind not of, uh, dunking and throwing no hitters. Yeah, I mean, interesting to see a uh, no hitter from a kid that that's young, and then also just see weird stuff of position hitter, and then these guys just just hitting bombs off him. Which I, like I just talked to you before the show. It's like you're not gonna give up because I know they're, they're throwing a position hitter, so the other team's basically saying you know this game's over. But like there's crazy stuff where teams have eight nine run innings. I mean there was like last week I can't I think it was Mets and the Phillies playing each other. I can't remember which team was which that came back, but yeah they're up like nine nine runs and the Phillies or Mets can't remember which one had like a seven inning run and the other team ended up winning. That came back. It's like that happens. So I mean, 
got no one from that game complained, but there, I just remember it was like two weeks ago when there was a game where the team was pissed that in the ninth inning they're up eight runs and they're still trying to score runs. I think it was a Washington Nationals. I can't remember who they're playing, but they're just pissed that. Because well, oh, I mean, like they were trying to score, like they were like tagging up on on you know like on on pop flies, you know, to score runs, and they were like, "Oh, unspoken yeah. rules, you're running up to score." Like I said, I mean, like in like I said, it was like a seven run game. Like it was those things where it's like if like if uh, like like if the other team like just got through the lineup, like it's a tie game. Like no, exactly. like listen, I mean, I'm, I'm like, like scoring seven eight runs in an inning isn't common, but like it happens. Oh, exactly. <laughs> So but, I don't have yeah. any. I don't have any issues with it. I think the unspoken rule of baseball is baseball are stupid. Like let the like let them have fun. Like I like I think it should be mandatory to bat flip when you hit a nuke. Like I think like it should be against the rules. Like I think it should be fine for not bat flipping. Like yeah. do like do cool stuff. Yeah, I know. I <laughs> all the unspoken rules of baseball are all kind of whack to me and stuff like that. But like Jose Batista <clears throat> in the playoffs that one year, like that's like the greatest moment of baseball history. That was the like that was the biggest like most pimpin' bat flip I've ever seen and will ever see. Oh yeah, dude, that was that was crazy. And to this day, I still it's like just thing murdered of, uh, the Rangers, man. Just like just, <laughs> like that's like pretty awesome the aggression at which he chucked that bat. Like I'm, I'm that, that was you know flip it. Like that was straight up like bat javelin. Like just bah! <laughs> like do that every time you hit a bomb. Like and and like and when they beat you next game, I guess good you get first base. Yeah, no, exactly. And here's the thing: I think you should get beaned when you like. I, I think I think you should bat toss. I think you should get beaned for bat tossing. I think everyone should just be bad sports to each other. I think it just makes the game more fun. Well, but, it makes it more fun for for the fans too, especially in a game of baseball where, I mean, they're trying to change the game and make all these different rules, so it's more fun to watch and stuff like that. So when you when you start banning people from having fun, it just kind of makes it more boring for the fans to watch too. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, like I said, I'm, I mean, same thing happened like last year, like when, um, like like Fernando Tatis he hit a grand slam in like the eighth inning when they were up like eleven runs, and his manager got pissed at him, like his manager's like, oh no, he knows better than that. It's like then what? Like maybe you shouldn't throw a fastball down the middle. No, exactly. Like be a better pitcher. Like don't be mad because the other guy's doing his job. Like I said, I mean, and like the more home runs and RBIs and stuff you hit, you know, the better your contract's going to be. Like. Like these guys should try the same, put in the same effort, you know, every single at bat. Like it's like it, it's such a stupid thing, but yeah, no. But I'll end my rant there. Yeah, I got. I was gonna say I have nothing else to say about anything else, Jacob. I mean, I guess I don't know if you do either, but no, it's good to be back. I, we'll call it. We'll, we'll call it good there. I think. Yeah, it's good to have you back. And like I said next week we'll have some. Conference finals to probably talk about. I mean, I guess depending on when we when these some of these games get done, stuff like that. But hopefully, have some other stuff to come with you guys next week. And thank you guys for listening.